Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Nick Rodicanu back with the Underdog Fantasy Podcast for this week. And uh, we've got a couple of risers and fallers we're going to go through this week. But just before we get started, I want to do a little housekeeping. If you haven't signed up for Underd- Underdog Fantasy yet, just go to your app store, either on your iPhone or Google phone. Uh, it's in the Play Store for Google. And it's in the App Store for, for iTunes. And all you have to do is search Underdog Fantasy. You get the app in there. You can go on your desktop as well. While you're in there, make sure you sign up with pro- promo code DOC, that's DOC, and you're going to get a free $25 in your account to play around with. If you don't know much about Underdog, uh, I talked about it a little bit last week. You can go back and check out last week's episode. There's also a primer article up on drrodo.com that I wrote. And just real quick, it's more or less an awesome new website where you can do lots of different things. There's a best ball format which is fantastic. You basically just draft, set it, and forget it. You don't have to change your your lineups, make ads, drops, trades, whatever, for the rest of the season. It just maximizes the roster you drafted. Um, They've also got some really cool contests on there. The the puppy, the big dog, you want to try to win uh, $100,000, $200,000. There's some really high-stakes games on there. Go check those out. Uh, Hopefully you win some big money. And uh, there's also some preseason pick them in there. So uh, this ends later this week, actually. So go check that out. Uh, Get your preseason pick them in. And uh, you want to make sure you get those locked in before that contest closes. And lastly, it's also a really good place to mock your drafts. So you maybe have a home league coming up this weekend or or next week, the week after. Um, You can go in there. You can mock your drafts. And ultimately, it's nice because you go on any of the big sites where you have mock drafts. Nobody cares. They might go through, through like three rounds. They end up with three good players, and then they leave the draft. Best ball on underdog, you actually get people that care because they're staying for the whole time. They put a couple bucks in, and you get a really good idea of the way the draft is going to shake out, where people are going, which rounds they're going in. So again, underdog fantasy, either download it in in your app store or go check out the website, promo code DOC, that's DOC. And with that, let's get started for this week. So big news that came out this morning was Jameis Winston's the starter for the Saints. Uh, I think we all saw that coming, but people have been getting a discount for him on him for a while just because I think a lot of people, myself included, were scared that Sean Payton might just be weird and go with Taysom Hill. Uh, so Winston had been going in the later rounds, obviously, somewhere around like QB 25-ish. I bet you're not sorry for the pop up there. I bet you're probably not going to be able to get him in the top 20 quarterbacks anymore. So I think your value or your, your window to get value on him might have closed because I don't know if he's going to really finish as a top 15 quarterback. Let's be honest. Jameis puts up a lot of big numbers, but he also is going to get you some of those negative points with interceptions. And he's also without his, his top receiver, Michael Thomas, for a good chunk of the year. So uh, that said, I like Jameis. I like him if he's falling in your draft to so that QB 20 or below. But otherwise, I don't know if I can really pull the trigger on him too, too much. You're probably going to get people or see people super excited. This is what everybody does. They're going to overreact. You're going to see him start going in like the, you know, Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford range. Whereas me, I'd rather take him in the, you know, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold range to to get any value out of him. Um, I will say, and we'll talk about receivers in a second. This helps Callaway a lot. Callaway is another one that's been jumping up draft boards in the last couple of weeks after his big preseason game. I think, you know, Jameis is obviously a better thrower than 
uh, Taysom Hill. So this helps Callaway, it helps Smith, Harris, whoever starts opposite Callaway. It's going to help Troutman. It looks like he escaped injury there, so that's nice. Another guy you might be able to get a discount on. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, so anyways, that's Jameis. Uh, a couple other quarterbacks I want to look at. Teddy Bridgewater yesterday just won the starting job out in Denver. So take Drew Locke off your draft boards for now. Uh, I like Jameis a lot better than than Bridgewater. I don't think that's too controversial to say. I don't think anybody will disagree there. But again, probably not a lot of value to have there. He's he's one of the probably last five or ten quarterbacks that's going to be taken in best ball drafts. So he's probably going to be like your third quarterback if you take three. Um, not a whole lot of upside, I don't think, with Bridgewater. You know, he's had some big games here or there, but he's more of a game manager. Um, I actually think it hurts Sutton and, and Judy a little bit, Hamler, whoever else you think is going to start, Fance as well. Um, not a ton, but, but you know, you might want to tick them down a couple spots uh, just because Bridgewater took over for Locke. And uh, the other just rookies that we haven't seen a whole lot of news on, we saw Lawrence's name to starter. Uh, we know Zach Wilson, I think, is going to be the starter unless anything weird happens there. Uh, but we haven't seen anything definitive on Fields, Lance, Jones. I'm going to guess that all three of those start as backups. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I think we've all seen the Dalton positioning or whatever you want to call it from the Bears. It looks like Dalton's going to be the starter for at least a week or two. Uh, it looks like Cam's still going to start in New England, and as a Patriots fan, it's not something I love, but whatever. Um, and it looks like I would guess Trey Lance probably starts as the backup. You know, they've got a lot of money invested in Jimmy G. That's a team with playoff aspirations. I think they probably go a little bit safer. So again, those are big upside guys that you might want to use or, or, or draft in those high stakes leagues I mentioned. I think if you're in a, a smaller league, you don't totally need the, the upside of those guys. So if they drop, sure, you know, I, I'll take them over Daniel Jones or Derek Carr. But at the same time, I'm not going to reach for them in the Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan range like I spoke about before. I also think Lawrence is another one you can probably bump a little bit further down than he's going. You know, I'd rather take Kirk Cousins to uh, even Baker Mayfield, maybe even Ryan Fitzpatrick over him. Uh, Big Ben is another one I think is dropping a little bit just because he's older, but he's got so many good receivers and so many good options. Um, so again, I know I know the rookies are fun to draft, lots of uncertainty, optimism, but I just think Lawrence might, they might keep the kid gloves on him a little bit and uh, and we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, so anyways, good segue into to some more news and we'll move over to, over to running backs now. Etienne's out for the season, so bump up James Robinson, Robinson obviously in your rankings. I think he moves from a, a little bit of that like uncertainty tier uh, where, you know, I'd have him around the like Michael Carter, Trey Sermons, Raheem Mostert's of the world previously. I think he's firmly up in the, you know, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis, Miles Gaston, depending on how you, how you feel about him uh, area of things. So, you know, for me, it's there's a tier there of like Carson Dobbins, probably headlined in that tier by Montgomery, uh, maybe DeAndre Smith, depending on how you feel about his upside versus his injury currently. And then I think James Robinson's right there, uh, maybe with Sanders as well. I don't love Josh Jacobs, so I'm going to kind of skip him for now. But anyways, I, I, similarly to Jameis, your, your value time for Robinson probably is gone. So you can't reach for him too, too much. I still think he's a, a good top 20 running back. So if he's in that range, you draft him, great. You're probably going to have people overreacting just a little bit. So uh, I, I'd probably stay away unless he, he falls a little bit where he had been going. 
Another piece of information we saw come out this week was the Sony Michelle trade out to the Rams. Henderson was a guy that was previously in that range I just spoke about, the sort of Montgomery, Sanders, Jacobs, Davis range. I think you got to bump him down now. Sony's Michelle's a good running back. He's not a great running back. Um, I don't think he's going to go probably take over Henderson's job, but you could see like a 1A, 1B situation. I saw Adam, Adam Schefter saying he could take over the job, so we'll see. Um, but I think you have to bump Henderson down into into that more like uh, Chase Edmonds, Moster, Sermon, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, excuse me, Ronald Jones range probably. So, uh, so you know, again, I, w- I wouldn't go reaching for him at all at this point. Um I know he w- he was a fun guy for people to target in that that earlier range. If he dra- if he falls to that range I just spoke about, great. Um, but that said, I'd probably take Michelle if he starts fa- if if he's falling down into you know the the tier of like Devin Singletary and Philip Lindsay and people like that. I, I think Michelle's got some value, and you know depending on how injuries shake out, Michelle's put up a thousand yards before. He's he he was a main running back on the Patriots Super Bowl winning team a couple years ago. He doesn't catch a ton of balls out of the backfield, although the Patriots were trying to do that to, to showcase him for a trade. Um, but I, I think there's still some value there if he falls later in your drafts. And uh, just close out running backs. There's a couple situations that I, I kind of want to stay away from and, and one I actually do want to target. But uh, the Jets' backfield is just a mess right now. It looks like Coleman's the starter. I wouldn't touch him. I think he's going to fall off. Uh, Ty Johnson's in the mix as well. Michael Carter is the one everybody wants to be good. But, I mean, this is a guy that shared carries throughout college. He was a fourth-round back. So, you know, great. Everybody loves rookies. But you also are probably going to have to take him higher than you should, Just to, and you're not going to get any value out of him. So I know people like Carter. I'm not saying don't draft him. He's not somebody that's on my targeting list. Uh, similarly, Mostert, Sermon, Wilson's still lurking. I don't know what to do with that situation. I actually think Mostert's the guy to take. Uh, I know most people disagree there. But again, unless he's falling in drafts, I I think that's just a situation to avoid. Um, Sermon, maybe a little bit later, great. But people tend to overdraft rookies. Texans is another one. Complete mess I'd stay away from. If you can get value out of Lindsey, great. Um, I'm staying way the heck away from David Johnson. No thanks. I don't want Mark Ingram either. So, I think Lindsay's the guy to take there, but again, not unless he's falling into, you know, the Pollard, James White, McKissick-ish range. You know, anything above that, I don't think you're going to extract too too much value from him. Now, the last thing on running backs, I've liked Damian Harris again. Patriots fan, take it with a grain of salt. I've liked Damian Harris as a value for a while now. I, I I've kind of felt that they were going to trade Michelle just based on a lot of the things that the beat reporters and podcasts that I listen to too much uh, as a Patriots fan have said, and it looks like Harris is the guy. I know nobody trusts Belichick and his backfields. I don't blame you, Um, but Harris is the guy there. You know, Stevenson's great. I think Stevenson's going to have a good year. He also fumbled at the end of the last preseason game. Belichick hates that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll see where he lands. Um, But I do think you can take Harris right up in that Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin range and feel totally good about it. I think he's got a thousand yard season ahead of him. And uh, that is the guy I'd, I'd actually say got a, a good bump out of that Michelle trade. Maybe a no brainer statement, but we'll move on. All right. Wide receiver. Uh, two guys that have been rising quite a bit and I think probably are worth taking and at the value they're still going at. Everybody loves Corey Davis right now. Rightfully so. Um, 
I know myself and probably everybody listening to this have been burned by him for for a few years now. He's the guy. Zach Wilson likes him. He's the guy that's going to get targets. I know Moore's lurking and Crowder's there, and they've got Keenan Cole as well. I think Davis, unless you're totally reaching for him, I think Davis is still worth taking right now. Um, And the other one is Jacoby Myers. So I'd like him less, or I'm sorry, more if you told me that Cam Newton was not the starter and Mac Jones was. Um, but he's actually got a decent report, seems like, last year plus with Cam. And, uh, you know, I know they gave big money to Bourne and Aguilar. I think Myers is the guy. He's the wide receiver one in New England. Uh, you know, crazily, Nikhil Harry was the guy that got drafted first. Myers is going to be the guy. So, again, unless you're over-drafting him, you know, unless you, you have to take him in a top 35 spot, which I don't, I don't think you have to, or I don't think you're going to need to in terms of draft order, I think he can get a lot of value even still out of Jacoby Myers just because of his quarterback situation. Another guy I really, really like and have all, all really offseason, Brandon Cooks. I know he's got nobody, well, who knows, I guess, playing at quarterback. Uh, uncertain situation, we'll say. The guy just produces. I don't think he's a great real football player if, as evidenced by the fact that he's on his fourth team uh, before the age of 28. But he's a great fantasy player. He puts up numbers, 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season. I think he does it again. You know, there's not a whole lot of competition there. He's going to be the guy that they target. Now, Tyrod Taylor, looks like it's him, probably won't throw for more than, like, you know, 220, 230 yards a game. But Cooks very easily could get 10 targets and 100 yards-ish every week in that offense. That's that's just kind of what they have to work with right now. So as uh, somebody that's falling into the like 30 to 35 wide receiver range, I'd happily take him over people like Jamar Chase, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chark, Fuller. You know, those guys are all fine and dandy, but I I think Cooks is a guy that could give you top 25 wide receiver value at a very decreased price right now. And lastly, at wide receiver, the guy I'm staying away from is Galladay. I know he's falling right now, so maybe you can get some, some value out of him. I've never really liked him just injury purposes. He's very hit or miss. So yeah, fine, maybe good for best ball. But you kind of have to go grab him in the top 20 to 5 to 30 wide receiver spot right now. And I think he probably lands at like 35, maybe even 40, depending on where his injury lands. I I never like drafting guys that have injuries going into the season. Um, You can't predict injuries, but you can stay away from the ones you already know. So, you know, I'd rather take Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, Devontae Smith, and I'm just looking at a list right now. Maybe even Antonio Brown at this point over Galladay in that in in very uncertain offense with Daniel Jones at quarterback. So again, I don't hate Galladay. I think there's you know there's a value to him. There's a value for every player. I just don't like him at the value he's going at right now. And lastly, let's move to tight end real quick before I let you go. So a couple of guys I think are worth targeting a little bit. Or who are going a little bit below where they probably should. Logan Thomas is one. I think with Fitz, you know, he's, first of all, we saw him come on really well at the end of last year with pretty lackluster quarterback play. Uh, now he's got Fitzpatrick, who we all love Fitzpatrick, right? Well, he's going to get the ball a lot from Fitzpatrick, I think. Uh, and I've also seen Thomas go as like the tight end 12 sometimes. I've seen him go as the tight end seven, but I've also seen him go below Gasecki, Smith, Higby, Goddard, Tanyan, you know, those guys are all will all probably finish pretty close to each other. But if you're in a draft and you see Thomas falling to the tight end 10, 12 range, grab him. He, he's you could 
honestly make an argument that he finishes as tight end four or five, uh, maybe even three if there's an injury among the, the top tight three top three tight ends. So uh, I think there's a lot of value to be had from Thomas unless you're reaching. Another one who I think is falling a little bit because of his quarterback situation, Johnny Smith. Um, you know, I know Hunter Henry's there. He's also dealing with some injuries. Um, but Smith's going at like the tight end 15-ish. And again, you could make a pretty valued ar- argument that he goes at like tight end seven. The Patriots gave him a ton of money. Belichick likes him. He's a good blocker. He's going to be on the field a lot in the two tight end sets that they're going to run. Uh, he's really, really good run after the catch guy. So I think Myers probably leads the team in targets. I think Johnny is probably number two on the team in targets. And uh, I'd have no problem taking him as a top 10 tight end right now. Talked about Troutman a little bit. He, he fell over the last week uh, about five spots in terms of tight ends over, where his, in terms of draft position. He was a you know sleeper darling a few weeks ago. Big or what people thought was a big injury last week. Turns out it probably won't be. So he's been falling. I think you can probably eke out a little bit of value out of him right now uh, towards the end of your draft as maybe your second or third tight end. And then lastly, another guy that as a Patriots fan, I've loved for years, but I think is getting overdrafted. I saw him go as the eighth tight end or maybe seventh even tight end in a draft the other day is Gronk. Gronk's great. Don't get me wrong. But that offense is so loaded with with talent that I just don't see Gronk getting more than like five t- uh, targets a game, maybe six. And, you know, if they're smart, they might put him in bubble wrap till the playoffs at this point. They've got Brait. They've got O.J. Howard back. You know, we know all about the wide receivers. We know Brady loves Gronk. Great. Um, but I just don't see him getting the volume that he needs to to be a top 10 tight end like he's being drafted as. All right. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Take a look at folks that are uh, rising and falling on underdog. And uh, if you have not signed up for an underdog, like I said, go download it from whatever app store you use. Go to their website, sign up, it's underdog fantasy, use promo code doc, D-O-C, and you'll get a free $25 in your account to play with. And with that, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at radroto, R-A-D-R-O-T-O. And I uh, hope to talk to you all next week. Take care. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.